0: Hi, friend, and welcome to the Brand Strategy Podcast, a show created to equip you with the inspiration, encouragement, and clarity you need to build a brand of your dreams. I'm your host, Bonnie Bakhtiari, brand designer, strategist, and founder of The Illumetreat. From sustainable strategy to heartfelt encouragement, each episode is designed to equip you with the tools you need to chase after your dreams. Because you deserve a brand that empowers you to do what you love, connects with your dream clients and offers a deep sense of fulfillment along the way. So grab a cup of coffee and join me on this journey, won't you? Friends, welcome back to the Brand Strategy Podcast, where today we are talking about reframing failure in your design business. So if you have had a journey that's anything like mine as a graphic brand or web designer, then you've had a series of missteps, Mistakes and mishaps where not everything along the way was smooth sailing, right? When I look back on the 10 years that I have been in business, there are so many successes, there's so many failures, there are a lot of highs and there are a lot of lows. And I'm guessing that your journey it looks a little a little like that too, right? Where everything that we do as we're pursuing success and what that looks like to us as individuals means that we're going to take risks, and we're going to take action. And those actions and that risk might not always pay off. And so because we're human, because this is a normal part of life, we're going to experience some failures. And where I see a lot of people getting stuck with that idea of experiencing failure is they begin to make that mean something about them. They begin to make that an experience where they feel shame they shame themselves they feel guilt they feel bad about themselves and then It becomes this really negative narrative that holds us back and that hurts us and that in a lot of cases can cause us emotional and mental harm. And it's not something that I want anyone to experience because I know how damaging that view of failure can be. Instead of viewing failure as something that is a normal part of life and that we all experience, When we don't have a healthy view of what failure actually is and how that can impact our lives, not just as designers, not just as business owners, but as people, then it can become this this damaging narrative where it means something about you or it's reflecting on your value, your self-worth, and honestly, your successes and your failures have nothing to do with how valuable or worthy you are as a human. You simply existing and being the wonderful person that you are right now at this moment in time, you are inherently worthy. You are wildly valuable. And I could make that honestly probably an entire podcast, not just even an entire uh, other episode, but like an entire other podcast where that's all we talk about because I am so passionate about people reclaiming their innate worth and their power, and then owning that through the businesses that you are are creating, that you're running. Um, so with that being said, today, what we're going to talk about when it comes to reframing failure, I'm coming from my years of lived experience with more failures than I can count. And the way that I've started to reshape my perspective on it and some mindset shifts that I've made over the years that have taken failure from being something that I avoided, that I didn't like, that I hated, to something that works for me, to something that is a tool, to something that I can actually use to serve myself on my own journey as a business owner and as a person. As always, what I'm sharing today is designed to be of service to you, to help you, And if anything that I share does not resonate with you for whatever reason, if it's something that does not serve you well, please do not carry it with you. This is 100% your permission slip to take what resonates to Leverage whatever I'm sharing today to be of service to you. And if it is not of service to you, that's okay. Because here on the Brand Strategy Podcast, I'm never going to tell you that there's one way of being, one way of doing, one way to grow your business as a creative and as a designer. I'm only going to share personal, real world examples of what can work. And because you get to choose, what action you take and what your life looks like, and you get to define what success looks like to you. You always get to pursue the steps, the actions, the mindsets, the advice that will help you in that, on that journey. And if you're curious about diving a little bit deeper into today's topic, I actually encourage you to go back into the archives here on the podcast all the way back to episode 122, where I'm talking about conquering the fear of success or the fear of failure with a licensed professional counselor who also happens to be my brother, Josh Berger. And in this episode, we talk so much about how success and failure and the fear of both of those concepts actually share a lot in common and how you can take that awareness and use it to your advantage to begin to overcome those fears. So with that being said, I also encourage you, if that's a topic that piques your interest, uh, that's part of a special kind of limited series that I did here on the podcast uh, all about mental health for entrepreneurs and for creatives. And so uh, feel free to kind of take a look around if that would serve you well. Now, with what I'm sharing today, this is coming from a place of knowing how, how hard it is to be a business owner and how vulnerable of a process that is. When we are putting ourselves out there as entrepreneurs, as small business owners, as solopreneurs, what we do, the actions that we take often feel very tied to how we see ourselves, right? They feel, in a lot of cases... Like they mean something about us. They're tied to the way that we perceive our abilities or our value or our identity. And that's where things get really tricky. Because if we have set up our businesses and we have then viewed our actions as reflections of our worth, or our ability, or our value, then if something doesn't go according to plan, if something doesn't go the way that we want it to, and we perceive it as a failure, then what can happen there is we can start to make that mean something about ourselves. We can start to make that mean something actually really negative and damaging about ourselves. And where I see uh, designers and where I see creatives really get stuck with this is, Uh, When they fail, they begin to tell themselves this narrative that that means that you are less than, that means that you should be experiencing shame or guilt. And I want for every person to begin to break up with that self-talk and with that view of yourself and your actions because It's so damaging over time. It's really incredibly common. Like over the years that I have worked with designers through the brand strategy school, my signature program for designers, and then over the years that I have offered uh, one-on-one coaching or group coaching over the, honestly, the hundreds of people that I've worked with in that capacity, whenever we sit down and start talking about pursuing a new goal or pursuing what success looks like to them, we're creating this really bright, bold, beautiful vision of what life is going to look like or what business is going to look like once they achieve that revenue goal or they launch that offer. But with every single person I've ever coached, and this is not an exaggeration, there's always that seed of doubt in the back of their mind that asks the question, what if I fail? What if this doesn't go according to plan? And I want to normalize that, right? That's just a sign that your brain is doing what it's supposed to do. And it's trying to protect you. It's trying to keep you safe and, you know, kind of examine all of these different scenarios so that you're prepared for all these different outcomes. But because the failure can feel so scary, we start to tell ourselves this story about, oh, it's going to, you know, I'm going to take all these steps and go through this entire launch plan and... I'm going to warm up my audience, and I'm going to launch this offer, and it's just going to flop. There's going to be no interest. I'm going to make no sales. It's just going to be crickets, right? We tell ourselves this, this story about how it's going to fail before it even happens, <laughs> and then because we've kind of been talking to ourselves all throughout that launch about how it's going to fail and how it's not going to work out the way that we want it to, then when it inevitably doesn't work out the way that we want it to because we've been operating from that mental space then we make that mean something about us oh i'm i'm not i'm not a good business owner i'm not talented when it comes to launch strategy my offer sucks i suck right we start to make our failures mean something about ourselves and especially when we start to experience that that narrative of shame and guilt And we make that mean something about our identity or the way that we view ourselves. That can be incredibly damaging. And so first of all, if that's you, if that's something that you've been wrestling with and you constantly find yourself going through life and whatever you experience, whether it's a success or a failure, a high or a low, The way that you're talking to yourself, if you observe that, if you notice that, and you notice that you're always making things mean something about you and your worth and your value, I encourage you to seek out some support around that. I encourage you, if you are able to, to seek out a counselor, a therapist, a trusted member of your church or you know, your community or wherever you're able to seek out the kind of support that you need to talk through that. And, you know, ideally to to work with someone or to dive into some resources online about the narrative that you're you're sharing and the narrative that you're enforcing. And instead of making things, external things, mean something about you, the incredible, worthy human that you are, simply because you exist, uh, you know, I, I would love for you to be able to reframe that and begin to view those external experiences as independent events that don't. Mean anything about your worth or your value. Because if we're being honest, and and this is something that we could probably talk about like all day long or, you know, make a whole separate podcast about, but you don't need to do anything to be worthy. You don't need to do anything to be a value. You don't need to have ten thousand Instagram followers. You don't need to have you know successful sold out launches every single time. You don't need to have this massive email list. You don't need to have ten k months or anything like that in order to be worthy. Because, newsflash, you're worthy simply because you exist right here, right now, this moment in time when these notes and these thoughts are hitting your (laughs) ears. This, right now, as you are, this version of yourself, you don't need to do anything. You don't need to earn anything. You don't need any of that because you, right now, as you are, you're so worthy. Honestly, friend, you're pure magic. And so when we look at the successes that you experience or the failures that you experience, I would love it if we could reframe the way that you're viewing them so that you're seeing them as events that are independent from who you are as that wonderful, magical human that you are at your core. Some ways that have really helped me on this journey to begin to reframe my view of failure. Of course, if you're a long-time listener of the podcast, no surprise, my therapist has been really, really pivotal for me in this journey. She's someone who I've worked with over the years. and, And honestly, over the years, I've worked with many different therapists, different people who could help me address certain topics or work towards certain goals in different seasons of my life. But working with someone who gives me that much needed kind of like outside perspective and creates that safe space and honestly holds space for me to explore failures and unpack them and look at some limiting beliefs that I hold or some past traumas that I've experienced that might be bringing up some old beliefs or some thoughts or, um you know, kind of some identity issues to address has been really powerful. But... What I wanted to share with you today, all about reframing failure in your design business, is first of all, normalizing it. And that's because in our journey as designers or entrepreneurs, whatever kind of business you have, risk-taking is is by nature what we do. We are risk-takers. And if we are going to grow successful, profitable businesses, we have to continually take risks. And in some cases, those risks are going to pay off. There's going to be a big reward on the other end of it, and it's going to go according to plan. It's going to even go better than we ever thought it was going to go. But on the flip side, it's possible that it might not go according to plan. It's possible that it it, I, it might actually be a flop. It might be a failure. But, and if we're remembering that those, those failures, those flops, those things that don't go according to plan they don't mean a thing about you they just are they're just experiences it's just a part of being human like right life isn't perfect and so we all experience things that don't go our way all of the time and that's normal but if we can own the fact that that's normal that literally every person you look at literally every person you know everyone that you went to school with, everyone that you grew up with, all those people that you follow on social media that you admire, we have all had those moments where we have just fallen flat on our faces, where we have put in the work and we tried to do a thing and the thing did not go the way that we thought it would. And for a lot of us, probably all of us, Some of those times we felt embarrassed. We felt sad. We were disappointed. We, you know, maybe we were counting on revenue that was going to come in and it didn't. So then we were stressed because we were counting on those dollars. And now what are we going to do? There are a lot of different negative experiences that every person you know has had when it comes to failure. And so, the next time you experience failure, or maybe right now in this season of life that you're in, you're you're experiencing a failure. You're processing, you know, kind of the fallout of, of something that didn't go the way you thought it would. I want you to remember that you are not alone. Literally every person on this planet has experienced failure and yours in comparison. I know right now it might feel like it's the biggest deal in the world and it's the worst thing that any human has ever endured and it is horrible and embarrassing and all the things but i promise you that when we put whatever you're experiencing in context of what everyone around the world has experienced it is it's valid it's normal it's okay and again It doesn't mean anything about your worthiness, your ability, or your value as a business owner and especially as a human. One thing that's been really helpful for me is to view failure as something that, first of all, it's normal, but also something that I can leverage as a tool to help me on my journey. Failure is something that we can look at as a lesson, not a loss. It's something that we can use to look at, okay, this didn't work out the way I thought it was going to. What happened? What didn't work for me? You know, kind of taking a look at it objectively after after you've given yourself some time to grieve, because I think it's also important to acknowledge that one of the reasons why I think Failure impacts us is because it's it's a grief in a sense of you set an expectation. You thought something was going to plan out in this way and it was going to come to fruition and it didn't and that's a disappointment and you can grieve that disappointment. You can grieve that and once you've given yourself that time to process those emotions and feel those feelings because feeling those feelings is so, so valid if you can take a look at what happened and you can sort of start to dissect it a little bit and say, what, what am I able to learn from this? What is this experience trying to teach me? And then instead of it being this, this you know bad thing that's this kind of like dark mark on your timeline as a business owner, it can be simply an experience where, yeah, maybe it knocked you down for a little bit, but you while you were down, you kind of took a look around, you you identified what the takeaways could be, what the lessons could be, what the things that you could learn that could then serve you better the next time you go to do this thing. If you look at that, then as you're rising, as you're pulling yourself back up from that experience, you can take that action. You can move forward. You can start to put one step in front of the other with the knowledge that that was not a loss for you because you learned something. So by definition, you gained something from that experience. So it can't be a loss. Instead, that was just a lesson that you were able to take away. Because failure, the way that I view it, failure is only a failure if there is truly something, like absolutely nothing to learn from it. Like failure is only a failure if it's something that there's no value in. There's nothing, nothing even remotely positive or motivating or growth-oriented that you can take away from that experience. And so with that being said, yes, there are definitely experiences that we have in life that are true failures and nothing, like literally nothing good comes from it. But there are also a lot of opportunities that we have in our businesses and the day-to-day as being you know, designers, like the the work that we're doing with our clients, the way that we're marketing our businesses, the way that we're finding our processes and our workflows, and we're, you know, working on our pricing, all the different actions that we're taking, whenever we think something isn't going according to plan, I promise you that if you take a look at that, if you dissect it a little bit, there's going to be something that could serve you, even if it's just the tiniest, tiniest little thing, maybe, maybe honestly, when you were focusing on raising your pricing and then you rolled out your pricing and it was crickets and you were so embarrassed because you thought, oh, my prices are too high and no one's ever going to hire me again, right? Maybe you did everything perfectly. Maybe you did your research around your pricing so you knew that that was a price point that your audience could handle. Maybe you'd done your research and looked at your competition to kind of validate where your rates were in in the market as a whole. Maybe you you know did all of these things, like the list goes on and on. You did all these things the quote-unquote right way, but maybe you forgot to educate your audience about, hey, the price is going up. So people had a little bit of sticker shock and your audience needs just a little more time to come around. Also, while we're talking about this, I do need to say, If this is you, if you've had this experience where you raised your prices and it was just crickets, please, please, please do not slash them. Please don't lower them again. Just give it some time because I think something that here in the design industry we don't talk about enough is that it is very common for when you raise your rates to have a little bit of downtime where it takes people a, a couple weeks to get used to that, and that's normal, and that's okay. What you what we want to do is begin to educate our audience about the increase in value that they can experience when they work with you, so that we're able to to really normalize that higher price, that higher rate. What we don't want to do is panic and, and take our prices down and train our audience to to you know kind of view us as entrepreneurs who don't know what we're doing and our prices are kind of all willy nilly and all. over the place so with that that tangent being said when we look at failure failure is something that obviously is not comfortable like if i'm being totally honest at the time of recording i just came out of a not like the biggest launch of my business but like you know a medium-sized launch and it didn't go according to plan it didn't go the way that i thought it would and yeah, that kind of stung a little bit. Like that's something that I needed to take, you know, a day or two to to process. It wasn't something that I was planning for, but I caught myself when I was kind of like starting to think about it and, you know, process it a little bit more. A launch not going according to plan doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean that my offer sucks, that I suck. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad business owner or anything like that. It just means that, there's something about that launch that wasn't quite in alignment with what it needed to be. And now I'm in this really cool, like, and this makes me sound like such a nerd, and I'm okay with that, but (laughs) um, I'm in this, this season where I have this really cool opportunity to analyze all the data that I've gathered from this launch. I have so much amazing feedback to look at and to be able to kind of like put on my little scientist hat for a bit and analyze what worked and what didn't work and when i go in the future to launch this offer again what can i do differently how can i serve my audience better you know there there's there's room for growth to me it's it's not it's not a flop it's not a failure it's not a bad thing it's it's a lesson for me to learn it's an opportunity for growth and growth is not comfortable i don't know why people don't talk about that more growth is like in a lot of cases really awkward and uncomfortable and painful and you know like not great it's not as seemingly you know like effortless as maybe people make it look on social media where like you know I'm putting in the time and the hard work and the effort and I'm you know like working on this thing and then boom magically you know like with confetti falling from the sky it all it all worked out and everything went according to plan and it was fantastic Growth is painful sometimes and growth is constantly this process of refinement. And so I believe that failure fits into that because failure, if we're learning from it, if we're choosing to view it as a lesson and not a loss, that can be this process that you're experiencing as a human that that refines you or that refines your skills or your knowledge or if If anything, maybe it refines the way that you're talking to yourself. And so you are able to then talk to yourself in the future with more compassion and more acceptance and more kindness. There's a lot that we can learn from what what doesn't go our way. But we're only ever going to stay stuck and kind of stay in this sort of stagnant space if we constantly experience, well, first of all, if we constantly run from it, if we don't take any risks and we never take action for the fear that we will fail. Because remember, failure is just a normal shared experience of life. And also we will experience that, that stagnation and and you know stay stuck if we continually experience failure and then make that just be that. We just take it at face value, we don't examine it, we don't wrestle with it, we don't kind of, you know, do a little bit of a postmortem on it and dissect it more if we always just mean okay that was a flop it didn't work out the way i wanted oh well and never never give it a second glance and just move on our little merry way without analyzing that then how can you learn from it if it's not something that you've been able to reflect upon or something that you've been able to process and I know that you know because you're tuning into this podcast, I know you're the kind of person who you, you like to practice that kind of self-reflection. You like to be building your self-awareness. You're that, that really conscientious person who you want to not just be a successful business owner, but you want to be a happy and healthy and well-rounded human. And so, of course, a part of that is focusing on how we address our failures, so that our failures are something that we can learn from, something that can serve us well, and they stop being something that harms us, that scares us, or that is, you know, a, a damaging experience for us. And I want to say that this is this is a process, right? Like, like I was just talking about uh, a few minutes ago. With my recent launch not going the way that I thought it would, not reaching the numbers that I thought I was going to reach, even though I have this view of failure, I still have to catch myself because I'm still having to, you know, in different ways when I'm experiencing failure at different levels or in different areas of my life or my business, I'm having to train myself. How to view this. And I'm having to teach myself how to talk to myself about this. So it's not just you, right? It's all of us. Like we're literally all here in, in the, in the thick of it, trying to, trying to do better, trying to be better to ourselves, for ourselves, so that the work that we continue to do is able to have that longevity and it's able to succeed in the long run. And we're able to learn from our mistakes and use that as leverage that fuels us on towards our unique definitions of success. So friend, I have a challenge for you today when you're I want I want you to kind of, you know, imagine this or maybe like recall a recent time when you were chatting with your biz bestie and y'all were talking about something that they experienced and maybe they had a failure or they experienced something that didn't go according to plan or maybe, you know, something they did kind of flopped and they weren't really anticipating that right? How compassionate are you to that person? How kind are you? How understanding are you? How much space do you hold for them? I, I'm i guessing that there's a lot of space you're holding for that person. You're so kind. You're so affirming. You're reminding them, hey, just because that one thing didn't go according to plan, it doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean that you're less of an entrepreneur, that you're less of a designer. It doesn't mean anything about your value or your worth as a person, right? Now, what would it look like to talk to yourself in that way? What would it feel like to carry yourself with that same kindness and that same compassion and that same awareness What would it look like to hold space for that part of yourself, the part of yourself that is hurting or embarrassed or experiencing any negative emotion when things don't go the way that you were planning or the way that you wanted them to? How transformative could that be? How life-giving could that be? How powerful would it be to be able to carry yourself with that tenderness that you deserve? And honestly, that same tenderness that you would share to anyone else. If you're like me, I have these conversations with people who aren't even like my best friend, and I still extend them that same kind of grace. And so my challenge for you is to give yourself the same amount of grace, the same quality of grace that you would give to someone who's experiencing failure, and they're sharing that with you, right? You would honor that vulnerability. When so often when we're that vulnerable with ourselves, we beat ourselves up, we talk down to ourselves, we engage in this damaging internal narrative that does nothing to serve us and does nothing to help us. And for some of us, it's so second nature that we don't even realize that we're doing it. It's something that we've just, you know, picked up over our course of of life. And so it's not something that we're even aware of, which is why I want to challenge you not only to give yourself that same kind of grace, but also be, begin to kind of cultivate this awareness. Like just entertain that level of awareness when you're talking to yourself about a success that you experienced or a failure that you experienced recently. What are the things that you, shared, that you share? What are the things that you say to yourself? What are the what's kind of the internal tone that you're sharing? What are the words or the phrases that come to mind? Are there certain identities that you're believing or that you're viewing yourself as when you look at these things? And I encourage you to to think about it in this way because then you're gonna be able to start to notice some patterns when they arise. You're gonna start to be able to almost take this inventory internally of, ooh, I don't like the way that I talk to myself when something doesn't go according to plan. Or maybe even on the flip side, ooh, I don't like how when things go my way and I experience a win in my business and something is a success, I don't like how I then take that and kind of make it a part of my like identity and I make it a part of how I view myself of, I am this successful business owner who did X, Y, and Z, right? I would love it if that's something that you could start to focus on just for yourself. This is this is not for me, not for my benefit, but purely for your benefit. And for you to be able to begin to reframe failure for yourself as something, again, that is not a bad thing, not something to run from, but as a process of refinement. And remember, refinement isn't comfortable. That process of growing is not comfortable. But When you're going through it, I know that it doesn't feel like it, but I promise you as you begin to go through that, as you begin to move through that process, what is waiting for you on the other side? The the version of yourself that is waiting for you, the version of your business, the version of your life that is waiting for you on the other end of that growth and that refinement is going to be so much more beautiful and fulfilling and powerful than you could have imagined. It's it's these lessons that we take with us along the way that help us become the, the versions of ourselves that we need to be in order to experience all that abundance and all of that growth. So with that being said, friend, I hope that today's episode encourages you. I hope that whatever from this episode resonates with you is something that helps you in this current season of life and this current season of business. As always, I'm so incredibly grateful that you're a part of this community tuning into the Brand Strategy Podcast. And as always, if anything that I shared today is something that you want to discuss more, always feel the freedom to reach out and say hi, bring up something that you want to discuss or anything along those lines. And probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Instagram. You can find me at Bonnie Joy Marie. Uh, And as always, Let's see how many times in this episode I can say, as always, right? (laughs) With that being said, what I'm trying to say is that uh, per usual, over on the brandstrategypodcast.com website, you're going to find all of the links and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode, along with a full transcript of this episode. So please be sure to head on over to brandstrategypodcast.com, click on the latest episode link, and you're going to get exactly where you need to go in order to dive into the resources, the transcript, and some notes from today's episode. Friends, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate your support. When you subscribe to the podcast, rate and leave reviews, it's so helpful in um, this, this show's visibility and our ability to share this message and the other messages that we share here on the Brand Strategy Podcast with other designers and creatives just like you. So I am cheering you on from Waco, and I can't wait to hang out with you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today, friend. Before you go, I would be so grateful to receive your feedback on the Brand Strategy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general has helped you grow your brand, I'd really appreciate it if you left us a review in iTunes. Your positive reviews enable the Brand Strategy Podcast to continue to grow and reach like-minded creatives just like you. Thank you for all your support and encouragement as together we pursue building brands with purpose and intention. Until next time, I'm cheering you on from Waco.